different levels of government have been deeply involved in the housing issue in the last five, six, seven years, right? We know the provincial government has been investing billions into social housing. We know that just from the numbers and the different budgets that they've committed $7.1 billion to social housing since 2017. And that includes $2.5 billion just in the most recent budget. So where is this money going? Is it being allocated to the groups that are the most effective when it comes to providing different types of housing. Well, so we're going to talk about this morning. So joining us is Margaret Foe, who's the CEO of the Aboriginal Housing Management Association. Margaret, thank you for joining us. Uh, thank you, Simi. Uh, thank you for having me here. Can you tell me a bit about the work that, that you do with the Aboriginal Housing Management Association? Yeah, our organization has been on the ground for well over 25 years now, working with our Indigenous housing and support providers across British Columbia in uh, advocating for for Indigenous, by Indigenous solutions. And how does that work then? So with all this money that is being spent on housing, does your organization get any of that? Our organization works in partnership with the province of BC through successive governments to support our providers. Uh, Our providers are our key target here. We have over 55 providers across the province of BC, and that number continues to grow with the recent uh, investments in housing. So what have you seen then, Margaret, with those recent investments in housing? Is it effective, do you think? Like, is the money getting to the people who need it? I think the reality is that the the crisis that we're all seeing in our backyards, you know, in particular here with the downtown east side being prominent uh, over the last few weeks, uh, you know, is the culmination of decades of uh, lack of collaboration, lack of investment in proper policy procedures and practices that could have forestalled the crisis that we're dealing with. Uh, our providers have been advocating for a long time about the value of lived experience leading the solutions. And I think we're, we're on the cusp of going in that direction. What do you mean? How would that be different from what we're doing now? I think the reality is, you know, governments have a long and tried practice of being government-led solutions versus listening and learning from the people on the ground that have been living this experience that understand the barriers that have created the crisis that we're in right now and can lead with, and and this is in particular uh, the issue that we've been pushing, the for Indigenous, by Indigenous issue means that Indigenous people, when they're overrepresented in any part of the spectrum of housing, need to have Indigenous-led solutions that understand cultural safety, trauma-informed practices, and actually just by the nature of being there, create one less barrier to transitions in housing. So are you getting that support though? Like for instance, we just saw what happened on the downtown east side or what is happening on the downtown east side. Is there a way to make sure that the indigenous people who are there in the encampment are are finding the support they need with perhaps your organization? Yeah, I think that the governments at all levels, you know, local government, provincial government, federal government, have been opening the doors for Indigenous-led organizations like AMA and our providers. I think that, you know, unfortunately, we get stuck in this process of trying to demonstrate impactful change at levels of government that means that they fall back to old practices of we're in power, we need to make these decisions, we're going to act on those decisions Uh, And we miss 
some of those critical steps that require that kind of inclusion of Indigenous-led expertise as we move through these processes. Are you at all involved then in what is happening down there with this decampment process? Are there, are there people that can get involved in your organization? Our organization has been sitting with government, both local and provincial, to talk about a good process going forward. Uh, You know, I wasn't privy to the framework of issues that that prompted this decision over the last few weeks. Uh, You know, I, I can't speak to what's already happened. What I can speak to is the process going forward needs to be founded in three principles. Human rights based approach for Indigenous, by Indigenous, given the over-representation. And finally, if we haven't learned anything over the last three years with COVID and the, the climate crisis impacting housing issues, housing is the panacea. We're not going to resolve this issue if we don't invest in adequate housing so that we can move the people that need these services into safe, secure, long-term housing. Otherwise, it's just a displacement practice. Margaret, so what do you see happening here? Do you see that process happening or do you see just displacement? Honestly, right now, it's looking more and more like displacement. I do believe that government has tried to secure shelter. I think the reality is it's not about just temporary solutions. It has to be focused on long-term transitions to stable housing. Otherwise, we're just creating Band-Aid solutions. Right. So I, from the way I had it explained today by the housing minister is that they need people in the shelter so they can get them into the system. But that must be incredibly challenging, convincing people that, no, no, we need to get you into the system. I agree. I agree 100 percent. I think the reality is that every time we've moved in this direction where we do enforced displacement, we create a barrier of mistrust and it makes each successive attempt that much more challenging because the reality is the people that are living in these crises they have decades of mistrust with the system and i'm talking all of us i'm talking you know government i'm talking policing i'm talking i think my my dear friend uh david seymour had had framed it best and this was decades ago when we look at what's happening it's coffins corrections care or housing but that's such a stark way of looking at it though isn't it Isn't it, Margaret? Because can you hear me? Yes. Right. So I'm saying it's such a stark way of looking at it because you think the the people seem to be on the page of trying to do something. Um, Is it just a a Band-Aid situation? Do we need to start completely over? Like, what do we do? Yeah, I agree. And we've already started some of those good processes. I just, like I said, we end up falling of, you know, we need to do something now. When we already have good conversations happening at all levels of government about a good way this that you know is founded in the human rights principles of long-term solutions solutions versus short-term band-aids, uh, and, and that's why I say going forward we need to be at those tables having those conversations and empowering the experts, the organizations that have been on the ground with the right tools to be the right advocate for the community. Well, Margaret, thank you very much for talking to us this morning. Thank you, Sammy. That's Margaret Foe, who's the CEO of the Aboriginal Housing Management Association. Just, I think the more we talk about the housing issues that we have, the more we realize, I realize anyway, 
how incredibly complicated this situation is. You can't have people, because of the public safety issue, camping out on the street for extended periods of time. Fine. Okay. So then we say, we're going to find room for them somewhere. We want to put them in the shelter. Well, not everybody wants to go in the shelter and there's not enough shelter spaces available. But if they don't go into a shelter, we can't connect them to the system so we can put them on a list so that we can get housing. But if they're camping out because they can't get housing, well, we can't also say, well, you can't just jump the line. There are people who did work within the system, who did go into the shelter, who are on the list ahead of you. And it just, it you know what? It starts to go around in circles. And you think, are we trying to put like a, a square peg into a round hole here? And is that why this is so incredibly frustrating? If you want to weigh in, simi at cknw.com 